Hi, dear listeners. You're listening to Havarit Anolah. This is live broadcast. Today is Wednesday, October 28th. And Bezat Hashem, we're starting a radio show. Let me to remind you that actually this radio show is destined for you, dear listeners. Um, so you can text us your questions um, on a topic of raising children. If you have some issues with the kids, and you need an advice, um, that's why we're here. A phone number for, the, for your text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Well, the listeners today, I would like to speak. Um, in the last radio show, we spoke about the um, self-image self-image of a personality, how it impacts and how it influences his mind. When someone looks at himself and he considering himself as an important personality, he sees himself that I'm respected man. So it can use um, like avoidance from doing something bad. Today, I would like to speak about our job as a parent um, to help our children to develop um, their self-image and how we can do it in a healthy way. We don't making um, any damages, you know, by the way. Let's say <clears throat> that you have some issue with your son that he is not arranged his mess in his room. He doesn't he don't want to knit the house. He don't want to knit his room. And it's really going always mess. So you speak with him. Maybe you um, criticize him. Maybe you yell at him. And nothing actually happens. So the advisor says that we have some advice which called um, encouragement. Try to encourage your child when he actually... Sometimes, even if it's very, very rare, but when you recognize that he tries to knit his room, try to praise him, try to compliment him, to tell him how much he's special for you and how much you appreciate him, and maybe through this uh, appreciation, he will be able to make more and more. But sometimes we actually realize that it doesn't really work well. I mean, when you start to encourage your child, he, he's been encouraged, and, and then he needs his room, and he has the cheshek, he has the desire to do it again and again. But after two weeks, he's going regressive. He's going back, and then he doesn't want to knit his room. And he really frustrated when you yell at him, why don't you need your, your room? And we ask ourselves, why? Why the method of encouragement not always works with the kids? And even if it works, it works for one week, maybe two weeks, and that's it. It's not a stable enough to hold my child at the same behavior for a long time. And we ask, why? Well, the answer I want, to, I want to tell you now actually can be useful for many, many other issues with the kids. So 
please pay attention to the answer because it's very, very important to know that so we can, in order to understand um, the personality structure. Well, each one of us has a scale of values in his life. We know what we have to do in some situation. If chas v'shalom, there is a situation of pikuach nefesh, someone is in a danger of, of death, we can use many expensive things just to save him. It means if I see someone in a danger, in a dangerous, I can, I can use my car, uh, I, I will be prepared to damage my car or damage my, mm, my jewelry or damage something that is very expensive to me to use it for helping people, to, to rescue people, to help people, to save someone from a danger of death. Because we have a scale of values, and we know what is more important than the other things, okay? So I really appreciate and I really evaluate my money, but the money is not important like the life, okay? So we know how to, to arrange the values. We have a scale. But sometimes when this scale is not going by the right order and our scale of values is not going as well, it's going upside down sometimes, then we have a problem here. How we can deal with it? When, let's, let's test ourselves. Let's say that you have a, a son nine years old, his name is Yossi, and you say, Yossi, I want you to need your room. It's always messing here. I, I can't, we cannot go on this that way. And he say, okay, mommy, I understand. Okay, I'm going to need the room. And he needed the room. When you came back from work, he opened the door for you, and then he hold, his, hold your hand, and he lead you his room and he say, Mommy, look what a surprise I did to you. Then you want to encourage him. So you say, Wow, Yossi, you're so special. You so care about your mother. You thought about me. I really appreciate you. You are one of a kind. You are so special. You are my angel. And you hug him and you kiss him and try to express the most emotional, positive emotional um, um, feelings that you have in front of him. Because you think that as much as you can show him your, your appreciation that he's so special, that he's a hero, that he's an angel, then maybe he will have the cheshek for the next time, right? That's what you you use the method of encouragement. Next day you come home, and all and also he needed his room. And you say, Yos, you're so special. For two days, you already, two days, fix your room. Everything is set in, a, in its place. I really appreciate it. You are my angel. Third day, the same thing. Fourth day, the same thing. For a whole week, for two weeks. After two weeks, you came home from 
from work, and then you open his room and you see the mask came again. And you say, Yossi, what's going on with you? Look at your room. It's too bad. For two, for the last two weeks, you you made so progress. What happened to you? And you yell at him because you want him to need his room. And he just lifts his shoulders and he say, I don't want to do it. I don't have to. And you respond, what do you mean you don't have This is your duty. You must need your room. And he say, I just, I, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. And then we're really frustrated and we don't really understand why the encouragement method didn't work. It worked, but only for two weeks, that's it. It's not stable enough. The answer is very simple. And the first time when you try to encourage your child, you told him, Yossi, you're so special. I really appreciate you. You are my angel. You are my hero. I know it was very, very hard to you to need your room, and you come and, and you overcome, and you did it. The subtext of your words is, Yossi, to need your room is not the regular behavior. This is something very special. It's very special. I don't, ex- I don't expect from you to do it on a daily basis. That's what your child hears when you praise him. Second day, you say the same thing. You say, you're so special. You so care about me. I really appreciate that. You're so, you're my angel. Very, very high words. Then, the scale, the scale of values of your child start to going upside down. He start to believe that when he meets his room, it's, it's actually, it's not a regular behavior. He is not supposed to do that every day. He just special when he does it. So tell me, how long you have the powers to be special? One week? Two weeks? How long? That's it. And when he stopped to need his room, he really doesn't un- don't understand <laughs> why you're so angry. Because I was special for two weeks and that's it. Is this a real reason to be mad at me? To be angry with me? Why? What's wrong with my behavior? I just decided to be so special for two weeks. That's it. I have no power to continue to go on with it. But why are you so frustrated? Why you yell at me that I, need, that I didn't need my room? I don't want to do that. So there is very, very importantness to the way we praise our child, the way we encourage our children. To encourage my children without spoil his scale of values, it's very, very important. And sometimes we don't realize 
when your child gave up for the toy for for his brother, then you praise him. Yes, you're so special. I really appreciate it. You you made it overcome. You you so special. Then he started to internalize that if I gave up for a toy to my sister, my parents are not expecting me to to behave like that always on a, on a daily scale, on a daily basis. No, it's something special. It's exception. So there is no chance it's going to influence his behavior for the next time. As long as he feels enjoy that you praise him, okay, but in in one point he he doesn't have the power to go on with it, and that's it. He lived it. We have to be very very careful with our encouragement style. It's really important. Well, my dear listeners, um, you can keep and send us your text messages. Our phone number for text is three four seven. Nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. Ms. Vertishem, uh, we're going to a small uh, musical break, and we'll be right back with the continue of this topic, and with an announcement with details about my next visit in New York, Ms. Vertishem, very very soon. Uh, so stay with us. We will be right back on air. Tikaho 
she arranged my visit, so you can call her um, to get more details. Her phone number is 347-701-7588. That's 347-701-7588. If you want to set up an appointment with me, if you want... uh, set up a lecture in your community, in your house, something like this, um, if you have the, if you have uh, enough crowd for that, so Be'ezat Hashem, I will come. Um, one more thing, that we have the project of uh, private home visit. Private home visit is actually a special, um, special program to accompany um, your family to be together um, then I, it includes uh, meeting with the parents and with the kids separately and together and to, to, to try to find a way together how to make shalom, to make peace with parents and kids, how to implement discipline, how to dealing with lies, with, with, with uh, critical issues in your home. And if you need some help and you want someone to go with you to help you to go through it and Bezrat Hashem uh, to figure it out and to be in Hatzlacha Bezrat Hashem um, so you can reach Mrs. Ilana also regarding for that um, her phone number 347-701-7588 my next visit in New York Bezrat Hashem will be in the beginning of January 2016 um, but in these days, we're actually um, creating, we're building, we're organizing um, the schedule of my visit and a consultation appointment. Everything you need, use the opportunity that I'm, I will be in New York for a week and a half, maybe two weeks. 347 and now, let me to read um, a few of your um, few of your uh, messages. By the way, our phone number for text messages: three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. How does a parent react when a seven years old says "shut up" to the parent? Well. In order to explain what should be our reaction when our children make such a chutzpah like um, shut up to his parent, of course we cannot enable this behavior to the kids because it starts in the minor uh, words and it's getting worse and worse and we must stop the chutzpah in the beginning. That's for sure. But it's very important to know how to do that. Because sometimes we're getting angry with the kids and we yell at them or maybe we insult them. Um, and sometimes when you humiliate your child, maybe you achieve the external um, behavior of a child, but in his inner side, it's, you make actually very, very uh, negative uh, progress. And it's not so simple because it's going to impact his future. So in order
order to explain how to dealing with chutzpah at all. I'm not considering only uh, to your question how, what we should uh, react when he says shut up, okay? It's not sh- just shut up. Every action of chutzpah, how we can deal it with chutzpah. Well, we have to understand that we have two ways of education, two ways of influence our children's behavior. The first way of education, we call it um, the direct education. And we have another way, we call it um, education indirect, okay? Indirect education. And we always work the way of indirect education. And I will explain you why. When I try to impact my child's mind, we already have learned here in my lectures uh, during the years that there is something which called Koach HaBichira, the power of making choice. I want to make the decisions of my life. It's very, very dominant and strong power in everyone's soul that I don't want that anybody should tell me what to do. I want to make the decisions of my life. It's called Koach HaBichira. In, in, in some books it's called Surat Adam. This is the way Hashem created us, okay? There is no any reason to try fight with this very strong character, uh, um, um, very strong midah in our soul, okay? That's why we always worth to use the indirect education. It means... Let's say that I want to encourage my child. Even if I want to encourage my child, when I say, Yossi, wow, how did you do it? You're so special. He realized that I'm trying to influence his mind. He realized that mommy said that so strongly, so aggressive, uh, um, so massive compliments because she wants me to keep on that way. Because she wants me to do the same action and the next time. And when your child realizes that, he rejects that. He rejects your encouragement words. Sometimes parents ask, why? I just encourage him. I just praise him. I just compliment him. Why he rejected? Why he doesn't want to hear that? That's why, because he has very, very, very self um, uh, self understanding. He knows himself. He he has self awareness that he realized that you you don't say that merely. You say that because you want to achieve some goal. You want me to behave as well in the next time. So he rejected. Because you used it directly, the direct encouragement, direct education. We worth to use the indirect education. How we use the indirect education? When your husband came home, you say to him, you know, our dear Yossi today, he 
1980 days room so wonderful i feel that you know i feel that that our son actually go back on track he's really good and you just made yourself that you don't realize that your son actually listening but you know that he'll listen but he doesn't know that you know that then he absorbs your compliments he wants to take it he wants to internalize it because he don't even notice that the compliment actually supposed to to be for him no you just you just told it to your husband because you're really impressed by Yossi's behavior so he, he feels so happy he feels that your appreciation is, is real it's not fake it's real that's what he feels the indirect education it's really really worth on the direct education so but what actually these words has to do with your question you asked me how to dealing with chutzpah like shut up to the parent the same way if you start to give him a musar to give him a rebuke to tell him how much is worse into his life and he uh, and you threat him with punishments with I don't know what many 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 methods you use the direct education is not good for your child because at the moment you start talking to him he actually has like like an automatic pilot in on his mind lock his mind and that's it I'm locked up I reject any words of you I don't even listen to you try the indirect education when he says to you shut up just look at him and make your face that you are in shock and staring his eyes for a long time for a few seconds few long seconds and then tell him in a very calm voice I just don't believe that that's what you told me right now I'm in shock I don't believe my son capable to speak like that I don't know what is my sin that I have I got into the incident to hear such a bad word from the holy mouth of my son but do it very very honest do it with trust in confidence say that in confidence don't hesitate just say that open a big eyes on him and say I just don't believe that you just say that I don't believe that and then leave the place without waiting to his react his response don't wait don't let him to respond the situation just say your words through your words and that's it this is 
indirect education. You don't yell at him. You don't criticize him. You don't humiliate him. You're just expressing your shock. I don't believe that. You're expressing your sorrow. You're disappointed. That's it. That's the way you use the indirect education. And it will be very, very useful for you, I hope, um, to use it. Um, well, we have one more question via uh, text messages. Let me to remind you, a phone number for your texting is 347 927 eight. Three nine eight. You have an email box if you want to send us uh, questions all over the week or regarding my uh, next visit. You can send me an email. It's directly to me. No, it's not exposed to anyone. Only me can see that. Um, my email box: Abraham Education at uh, gmail.com abrahameducation at gmail.com uh, one more question how oh, wait a minute it's jumped from the screen um, how uh, we teach a child to not say a lie well look the issues of lying is, is very complicated and I'll tell you why uh, if I don't, re if I remember as well, I already dedicated uh, a few program, a few radio shows, um, especially for this uh, issue. And we have a video um, lecture dealing with the issue of lie. You can reach my website, abraham com slash eng. Then you can find uh, video lectures, articles, many, many ma interesting material that you can find there. So um, warmly recommending you to go on my website, abraham com slash eng for the English website. We have also Hebrew website, so you can find it. You can send me messages. You can, you can listen to our radio show, many, many features on it. So how we can educate our children to not, do not say a lie? Please don't start with Musar to your child. When you cut at him, that he said, when you cut, cut when you, when you um, realize he said um, a lie, you have to remember a few facts. First of all, the distinction between the reality word to the imaginational word, in adults, it's very clear limitation. There is very clear line between our imagination to our reality. But in the children up to six, seven, even nine years old, the distinction between the reality world to the imagination world actually very, very unclear. It's not clear. Sometimes your child wishes something that your child wants something to be and he put it on his mind and he operates his imagination again and again and again sometimes he starts to believe that it 
really happened. And he just say that just like a fact that really happened in spite that it's not happened, okay? For example, my famous example. You have a five years old in a kindergarten girl, and uh, she came home and she, she tells you, you know, Mommy, today... Today, um, I, was in, uh, I was in the kindergarten, and, uh, and uh, the mora gave me a candy, and all the girls around me, um, they make a circle around me, and they, they were dancing because of my good behavior today. And the mora gave me a kiss, and she gave me a, she gave me a candy. And the mother is so happy. Wow, wow, wow. She takes the phone and she makes a phone call to the Mora. And he said, the Mora, thank you very much. I really appreciate your behavior, your attention to my, to my own girl. I really appreciate that you gave her a candy and you praised her in front of the rest of the kids in the, in the kindergarten. I really, really appreciate that. And then the Mora says, stop, stop, stop. I don't really understand what are you talking about. Today was her worst day in this year. She was with violence and, 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 and she was she she was bullying her friends. She was so wild. Look, I think that might you might take her to some diagnosis to see what she suffered from, maybe ADHD, maybe something like that. Today was the worst day of her. The mother ain't shocked, and, and you hang up the phone and you say, what a smart liar, my little daughter. She's so sophisticated, she builds the lies so perfectly, in a perfectly way, and I'm really concerned that maybe I'm growing up here a liar, professional liar. What can I do? And this is the mistake. Dear mommy, your little girl are not she's not liar. She has imagination. She really aware, she well aware of the fact that she's not the, the most positive image in, in 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 the kindergarten. She know that. And when the Mora tells a story to the girls, she just opened a big eyes, and it seems that she looked at the Mora, but actually she's flying away on her dream's wings, and she's just thinking about how good was if the Mora would give me a candy, and if I was the best girl in this kindergarten. And I really want to feel respected, that people are appreciating me. And she imagined that again and again and again, day by day, day by day, week by week. Sometimes she might believe that it really happened. And when she came home, she say, you know, Mommy, today in the middle of the story, when the Mora tells the story, she stopped the story and she, she 
raised me, and she gave me a candy, and she hugged me, and all the girls make dancing around me. She really believed it happened because it's going on in her mind again and again and again. She really convinced it happened. So in, in one hand, she really convinced it happened. In the other hand, we yell at her, you liar, you liar, you liar, and we start to open some books to tell her how much is worse than one of the sections which not be mekabli p'nei shekhinah shakranim, the kat shelo mekabelim p'nei shekhinah. What are we doing? Just because we didn't learn the principle of lies. We have to be very, very careful with that. If I want to define real lie, must be exist two conditions. The first condition is that I know, I 100% convinced that my child right now, when he say the lie, he himself, my child himself, really aware of the fact that he's saying a lie. And the second condition, that we can define it, we can considering it as a lie, that he said it because he want to achieve something material. Like money, like a prize, like something that he can feel, that he can eat, that he can use material. I fully convinced that when my child say a lie, these two conditions exist that he really aware that he's saying a lie right now and he wants to gain something material, Mashu Khomri. Let's say that he said, Mommy, Daddy say that uh, you give me a dollar and that he didn't say that. And you're child is, is, is old enough that he's really aware of the fact that he's saying a lie and he tries to gain something like money, then we, consider, we, we will be able to consider it as a lie, okay? But be careful with it. It's not, not so uh, simple. Well, my dear listeners, uh, one more question. This is a long question. I will try to read it. I hope I hope we have time for it. Hi, how do we encourage our children to say the emet, to say the truth? My son, who is nine, has a very active imagination, and often exaggerated stories or uh, will tell me things that are not true. Even his friends started telling me, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you. When he tells him stories, how do I teach him to say the emet? Well, <laughs> it's like a nevoe. I just gave this lecture before I saw these text messages. I just I just answered this question, okay? What we actually can considering as a lie and what not. But to, to complete the answer, how we educate them to say the emet, it's very simple. We have to wait for some opportunities that our children say the emet even when he loses something because of it.
I have to wait for these, even if it's rare opportunity, but I have to wait for opportunity they, that my child say the emet, he say the truth, and he had something to lose because of the truth, then I have to praise him. Then I have to talk to him how it's important. And then I have to open the books, the Musa books, to tell him how he is important in the Shamaim, how it's his great personality in the Shamaim, because he is Emmet, his Emmet personality. So when he say the Sheker, when he say the lie, try to ignore it, unless you have those two conditions, but the, the, the most dominant education is when you have the opportunity that you said, that you saw that he said the truth, even if the, when he has something to lose because of it, then praise him, try to make it, to highlight the value of his action. Well, the listeners, uh, before we finish this radio show, I would like to remind you, Bezrat Hashem, in the beginning of January, I'm going to be in New York. If you want to set up a, um, a consultation appointment with me, or if you want to invite me um, to give a lecture in your home, in your community, even if you want a whole weekend Shabbaton in your community, um, it's all available right now. Um, so you can call Mrs. Ilana. Mrs. Ilana, uh, she actually every year she's taking care about all um, my lectures in uh, in New York. And even if you want our project, which called a home private uh, visit, home private visit means that I sit with you, with the family, with the parents and the kids separately and together, and I learning. Uh, the needs of the special needs of the specific certain family, and together we build a program, educational program, and you have uh, two months after that a follow-up service that I'm going with you step by step with the family, Bezat Hashem to put the whole family back on track. Um, so. If you want to join our lectures, our uh, consultation meetings, um, you want uh, lectures in your community, whatever you want, Bezrat Hashem, this is the one. It happens only one time a year. It's a very, very rare opportunity. Try to use it. Be smart enough to use it. Uh, the phone number of Mrs. Ilana, 347-701-7000. Seven five eight eight. That's three four seven seven zero one seven five eight eight. Also, if you want, uh, you don't want to be exposed. You want to contact me directly. My phone number nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four. Nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four. This is um, only for phone calls. If you want to WhatsApp me, we have a different uh, phone number. It's nine seven two five eight four zero five two thousand. I repeat nine 
if only for WhatsApp, you can or text message, you can send me to nine seven two five eight four zero five two thousand. My dear listeners, be blessed and keep listening to JRIT Radio. Thank you uh, to Iran uh, Yaakov for taking care about the technical side of this radio show. A great thank to Mrs. Ilana for arranging the yearly visit uh, in New York. Thank you to Mr. Nisim Lazari, the manager of this radio station. Keep listening to JRIT Radio. We will see you in January. Be blessed. Bye-bye.